Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode 112 of Games My Mom Found. I am Mike Elkton. Who's brooding in a coffin with me tonight? Um, Michael, I have no open line. Hughes. Okay. I guess you could call me either Beta, Gamma, Zelta, whatever that you want to go. Um, at America, from Talk Games to Bubblegum. <laughs> and we are just oh. knocking out of the park here this morning. Yeah, right. <laughs> what do you even say for this game? Like, you just... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I got, you know, I don't know what to say. <laughs> and Adam, why don't you give a quick shout out to your podcast before we get into this episode? Talk games, chew bubblegum. There we go. Just come yeah. listen to us and enjoy it. And everywhere but Stitcher. It, we, in the progress. It, it, <laughs> I have submitted it to Stitcher. I'm going to keep saying that until the day <laughs> I have. Well, hey, I only use, I tried using Spotify podcast, found out I don't like it, but I use it to listen to your show. But that's the only, otherwise I, I like Stitcher better. Well, I appreciate that. Also, Spotify's an asshole. It doesn't show all our episodes. It only goes back a certain amount, which when you publish as much as I publish, it only goes back to like 62 right now. Hmm. Lame. But I'm, I, I think I'm Stitcher. I think I have everything, and Podbean has everything. So, yeah, if you like the show and you're wondering why it only has that to Spotify, go elsewhere. I publish too much. Yeah, that's not a bad thing. No, but <laughs> that's what that's what happened. All right. I'm going to introduce what we're talking about. This is completely a mic pick for Mike again. Because that seems to be a, a, a thing this season. <laughs> we are playing Dirge of Cerberus, semicolon, Final Fantasy VII. Got to make sure you know it's part of the Final Fantasy VII family. Uh, developed by Square Enix, came out in 2006 in August. So, yeah, eh, Kind of felt like 2002. Yeah, if it was 2002, <laughs> it would have been harder and had more stupid escort missions. And longer. For no reason. Yeah. That's yeah. absolutely... Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and one, there will be spoilers for Final Fantasy VII. There will be spoilers for this. There'll be spoilers for other stuff that deals with Final Fantasy VII. So, you've been warned. You know, if you're upset about a game that came out in 1997 being spoiled that a character dies, well, I got nothing for you. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make jokes. So, it's going to be there. All right. So, first, I want to say why I... I, I mean, I haven't played this game since 2006, and I'm going to go in a little storytelling here because I want to. I actually bought this game the day it came out, and I still remember... Vague. Well, I'd forgotten everything until I started playing this. I I was live. I had first moved to Minnesota. I was living with my girlfriend at the time in a in a dinky apartment, or at least it was dinky to me because we lived with like three other people in a two bedroom. Well, it was her mom, her stepdad, and her brother. And so her dad, they, they her parents had one bedroom. Her brother had one bedroom. We had a living room. So our bedroom was a sheet hung up on the side of the wall where our closet was, and that's where our mattress was. And I was oh. not. That's how I lived. And I remember because I bought this game and I remember playing this game on a little TV in my little in, on, on the little mattress I was sitting on. Yeah, hmm. I remember that. It was good not times. good times. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, quick, I got us. I was going to say quick little memory with mine. I played it in the past three days. <laughs> um, last night got a little rough because I found out ice is not as bouncy as you would think it is. <laughs> well, my head bounced, but, you know, <clears throat> really not much give. Oh, you fell. Oh, <laughs> Oh yeah! In the game, I'm like, wait, what? <clears throat> no, no, yeah, yeah. Oh no! They tell you to be careful about black ice while driving, but you know, you can forget, you can slip on that. Oh, while walking too. Yes, you can. It hurts. Which I think made me uh, understand a little bit of later parts of the game because I had a slight head injury. So, it's <laughs> <Just> like <laughs> Back to the Future, where Doc Brown falls and hits his head on the sink, and he gets the idea for the flux capacitor. Adam like, falls in the <laughs> the street and is like. Oh, I understand the plot now. Oh, that makes so much sense. <laughs> <laughs> Knock something into place. <laughs> I have watched three videos about this game, and I still don't really understand what the hell is going on. It 
So I, I have an understanding, and I think if they didn't try to use big fancy words and long paragraphs with big fancy words in it, and just be like, yeah, I'm a computer, I got hooked up, so because you know this person, I, I kind of know your memories. That would have been a lot better for me than what was actually said. But. It also doesn't help. I have no recollection of Final Fantasy VII. Like, at the time this came out, Final Fantasy VII is only nine years old. I haven't played it. I played it the year before this came out. Probably the year this came out, I would have played it. Somewhere around then, I remember I went through it again. But it's been a long time. So I remember nothing of Final Fantasy VII. Same. Same. And luckily, um, I think I was mentioning it to you. While I was playing it, I was actually streaming it on Discord. And I had two friends that were really excited for me to start playing this because they love anything and everything Final Fantasy VII. And they even had this strategy guide out for it. They're like, if you need anything, <laughs> you let us know. We got it. And so like, they're kind of filling in some like little details here. But it once again, I haven't played seven in like 10 years. And yeah i like i some some moments i was like oh okay but a lot of them probably went over my head this is a direct like this is also a direct sequel to file 57 which also i think might have played off because this also takes place i think after advent children had already happened too at this point before advent children oh this is before Mm -hmm. this is a prequel to advent children which is ballsy that squaresoft is like final fantasy 7 came out nine years ago let's make a sequel to it that changes everything it's not exactly striking while the iron's hot. Advent Children takes place two years after this. Seven. This takes place three years after seven. Oh, okay. Well, my apologies. Sorry, I just we gotta have facts in this podcast, you know. Oh no, I <laughs> that means I get to yell at my two friends that was informing me of things. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I just unless Wikipedia is wrong, which it could be, but I don't, I don't, I haven't seen the movie in a long time. We are gonna cover it on this show, though. <laughs> just let you know. So it's the only even. thing with Final Fantasy and. Final Fantasy 7 and the name that I finished is that movie. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I mean, this game takes place the beginning of this game to, to open it up. The first like cutscene that you see takes place at the end of Final Fantasy, not even the end, like right before Final Fantasy completely opens up where something about you fight. If I remember, because you fight Hojo in Midgar on top of the cannons, they shoot diamond weapon with and then you beat Hojo there. And in this game, it's supposed to be where after you left Hojo's dead body there, he ends up he wasn't dead. He went inside the computer. Yes. So I, I know those words. And I know they made full sentences. And I even understood some of them. But yeah, I got nothing. I out. barely like I just took me because meteors coming out. I'm like, what the hell? And it made it seem like they were fighting Hojo while Cloud and them were fighting Sephiroth. And I'm like, that's not how it went. Vincent was with with Cloud when they went and fought Sephiroth. Yuffie wasn't, but Vincent was. I use Vincent. And when I beat the game, I remember correctly back then. He's not the best, but I liked him a lot. No, I it, but like as a, I can't remember how old I was now, but you know, you have like this vampire horror movie looking character, you know, and as a kid that jumps out to you, even if he sucks and doesn't really <laughs> use much to a party, you just want him in there because he's badass looking. Yeah, he's he definitely the coolest looking character in Final Fantasy VII. His, his problem is if he uses limit break, he's useless. Like he's not useless, but he can't use items. He can't do anything. And if I remember correctly, which again, who knows? This could be something I just fabricated. I want to say at one point when I beat this game, everybody was dead but him and he was in limit break form. He just kept doing his thing. And I'm like, well, that's nice. I'll just watch. <laughs> I, or some, I won some fight. Might not be this fight, but I know I won a fight by doing that at some point. Vaguely remember. Yeah, that's all I got. So that's how that's how the game starts. And then it takes place three years later with Vincent in Calm, one of the one of the first towns you go to in FF seven, because he got a he got a letter, he got something about Reese wanting to meet him. I had no idea I couldn't remember who the hell Reese was. 
I had no recollection. I know now, but I had no recollection at first. Mm-hmm. For those that don't know, and probably Mike included, Reese is yep. the guy in FF7 who you meet one time who's sitting in the computer controlling one of your characters that you have, Kate Sith, which is the little cat on top of the big Moogle-looking ugly thing. I know Kate Sith. So, yeah. All right, we're off to a good start. We got <laughs> he's yeah. in this game in a very terrible part, too. <laughs> and then he, but he's not like it's just the cat. It's not the big Moogle suit. Mm-hmm. And it's really weird because Kate. I mean, because again, this game kind of focuses on Vincent, Yuffie, and Kate Sith. Probably three of the lesser characters in that game. Well, Vincent and Yuffie were secret characters. You could go through the game without even seeing either one of them. It's just kind of weird too that you make a you make a sequel game based on ca- optional characters. Yeah, I found that odd i mean yuffie doesn't i mean she's not playable but she plays a big part of this game yeah it made me like yuffie in this game she's yeah not, I, yeah it, it just i don't know like just her like bubbly attitude in this i was like i was wrong about you yuffie <laughs> <laughs> I, I i did like her in this i i actually in, enjoyed this game at most of the time even though it goes a little long for me but it's a very strange game it's also a game very made for a particular audience and if you're not in that audience, it's not for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of that audience does not line up with the people that liked Final Fantasy VII in the first place. Or no. Final Fantasy VII is a turn-based RPG. This is a third-person shooter. Like, it couldn't be more different. It's a, But also, it's, it's besides just being a third-person shooter, it's a third-person shooter full of Metal Gear-style cutscenes. Oh, yeah, there is that. Yeah. There's over three and a half hours of cutscenes, by the way. And I should know I watched an entire YouTube video of all of them because I skipped them all on, on when I was playing it. For um, some reason, They, they my um, copy didn't uh, <laughs> slow down there. I, I uh, had a weird slowdown on my copy, too. And then I did a little tweaking. I, that, I did, too. And also, the YouTube video I was watching had slowed down, too, a couple times. <laughs> oh, weird. Hmm. I even saw a mouse pop up on that in the video I was watching. Oh, Wow, it actually someone... ran pretty well, but I still skipped them all because it's me. <laughs> I have a copy of this game, but I don't have a working PS2. I owned I... this game at some point. I don't know why I bought it, but I don't remember much other than I tried to play it and got. I know I got to the first boss, and I don't remember anything after that. Yeah, I also owned it, never played it, um, <laughs> because I read reviews about certain <laughs> things. And I was like, oh, okay. So I'm actually really glad I got to play it finally. It's it's not a bad game. It's just a game that's very made for a particular audience. And if you're not in that audience, it's not going to work well. I yeah. think it's not because I mean, if you didn't know seven, the game is is not as good. It's hard to kind of know really what's going on. Mm-hmm. I think because I mean, yes, I, I was, you know, it does have its own story. Yes, it gives you background. But if you have no idea what the hell is really going, like if you don't know seven, which I don't remember seven very well, I I was very lost. For most of this game, I mean, I enjoyed it. I had fun shooting things, and I ran out of I ran out of ammo a lot. I can see that. Yeah, and then I started buying ammo. And then I was okay, but yeah, it, it was a it was trying to find that sweet spot of all right. I'm gonna use this gun so I don't run out of ammo now. I'm gonna use this gun so I don't run out of ammo now. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's I mean, it it played a lot like probably other third person action games at this time. I feel like even I can't think of any <laughs> like maybe double may cry kind of but the, the melee is also very kind of useless i think i mean i used it a bunch but it wasn't very good and i would miss sometimes if i didn't do my combo right i use melee quite a bit usually when you're going down the very narrow hallways and the camera's like going ape shit so you turn a corner and there'd be three guys standing there and i just spam the melee and take them out yeah i think one of my biggest gripes with the game was the controls at first 
I will never forgive any kind of shooting game that doesn't have the shoot button assigned to the right trigger. Mm-hmm. Like it, it so many times. And shoot. I skipped the yeah, and I skipped the tutorial. Like I started it and I was following a robot around for like three yeah. minutes, <laughs> and I'm like, all right, you know what? I'll just figure it out. It was that time before the right trigger became the standard shoot button. Yeah, but I'm not. What what shoot now? R one. Yeah, square. I think in, I, the, uh, in this. I can't even remember. No, R1 was shoot. Yeah, R1 was, it? was shoot. Okay. Yeah, square I, was uh, like dash. X oh, was yeah, jump. Right. Yeah. I beat this over a week ago, and I already beat other games since then. I can't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> are, okay. Are you ready had, for this, Mike? I had this no problem. Is, this is the best third-person shooter we played in the last two weeks. What other third-person shooter we played in the last two weeks? I don't even remember what we did. Oh, hey, hey, now. <laughs> hey, now. Okay. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Like, even I knew that one. <laughs> a lot going on. <laughs> binary, binary Domain is a better shooter. Uh, it might be a better game overall. I don't know. Yeah, I, def- I had more fun with this than I did with that. 2006 Mike thought this game was amazing. Oh, yeah, because past Mike's <laughs> track record is so great. Also, 2006 Mike, his my girlfriend at the time loved Final Fantasy VII as her favorite game, so getting this was like, she was all happy, and I remember playing it, and I had like a good time playing this game, even though I beat it like in a couple days. I remember that. I remember a lot. Like, it was funny. I, I remember nothing of the, of that time, then I bought this ge- and I started playing this game for the show, and I'm like, oh yeah, and all of a sudden brought back all these old memories of living in this apartment and stuff, and I'm like, wow, these are still there. I didn't think this game would be what brought them back. It's funny how stuff like that can trigger those dormant memories. Yeah, the memories I didn't need to remember though. But yeah, well, <laughs> I, I bought this at Mall of America GameStop too. I remember I, I I forgot that, but then I remembered. Oh yeah, I went home and caught a bus and went to the mall and bought this game. The day it came out, <sighs> and I remember trying to convince people to play it and telling people how good it was, and people were like, "No, I don't want to play it." I'm like, "But it's a great game." <laughs> <laughs> they write reviews too. <laughs> not bad reviews too. I'm pretty sure. Oh yeah, the reviews were not kind to this game. It's no, fine. it's not worth 60 bucks, but it's fine or 50 at the time. Yeah. Yeah. I would probably waited for it to go on sale, but I, I didn't. But <laughs> <laughs> I still enjoyed it for the show. Like, when, I mean, the story, even though I wasn't like I played this game completely wrong. I skipped every single cutscene almost like Mike, partly because of slowdown, partly because I just didn't. I didn't at the time when I was playing this. I think Tiff was around. I'm talking to her. Like, I don't want to pay attention to the story. I just want to shoot things. And so I, I, I skipped every cutscene and I watched all the cutscenes afterwards, which is a very weird way to play this game is to play through the entire game, then watch the story that happens during the time that you're playing. <laughs> and to play. Try to piece together when what happened. It's not too hard because the video I watched also would show like boss fights and a little bit of gameplay in each area. So it would help you know what's going on and then keep going. Uh, it's the right way to play this game would be just watch the four hour YouTube video and you'll be all good to go. <laughs> is that how we're going to do Metal Gear Solid 4 someday? Jesus. No, because I really want to play that again because it's been <laughs> over 10, 15 years. So I, maybe not that long, but it's been over 10 years. I really want to play it. Yeah, it's been a while. I played through it once and I barely remember anything. <laughs> so the other thing I do want to say about, about Dirge, or, or anything you want to say about Dirge, but back in the beginning, <laughs> the, one thing I thought was also interesting is the enemies you're fighting look like Shinra soldiers, but they're not because Shinra is gone at this point. So you're fighting Deep Ground? Mm-hmm. But my question is, how the hell did Shinra hide this giant of an army underground? I mean, it's Attack of the Clones. Yeah. I hate yeah. you. Exactly. There you go. <laughs> I sense. love that the only Star Wars references I make are the ones that you hate. Well, it's all from the worst movie in the entire <laughs> series. <laughs> Attack of the Clones is the worst movie. <laughs> Even I know Maybe that. Maybe I said I'm close to it, but Attack of the Clones is garbage. <laughs> 
<sighs> that's my goal next year is to watch all those for the show. Do that. <laughs> yeah, I will be. I don't think you'll be on there, but I'll be doing it. We'll, we'll see. see. I, we got a couple other things we got to do first. So sure. So back to so like I want to say deep ground is one is supposed to be soldiers that were like experimented on and locked away underground with Mako or something. Uh, that was probably explained at some point, and <laughs> like I, I said, they used too many big words, and I was like, I I literally had to look up two words in the dictionary while playing this game. The bosses, the the Tzvets or Tzvets, whatever the hell they're called. I know, I know they were locked up for for years. They make a comment how she's like, I've never seen the rain before, even though I've never seen the sky until three days ago. Like, so they were down there for a while. I know that they make comments. I don't know about the the deep crown soldiers or why they have such a giant military force because they have a giant military force. You see later on throughout this game. Kind of like I'm a little surprised, and I also didn't realize. Like, I knew what Calm was, but they talk about the second town you go to after you go to Calm and meet Kate Sith or, you know, Reese. When you go to you go to a town called Edge, I'm like, what the hell is Edge? I don't remember Edge in 7 at all. This whole game is Edge. Uh, <laughs> Edge was the t- is a town that came up on the outskirts of Midgar because people don't live in Midgar anymore. That's what Edge was. They talk about how all these people are going missing. And I'm like, why are they going to this town and abducting people and then taking them back to Midgar? But then I realize Edge is on the outskirts of Midgar. So they're, they're just capturing people that are nearby. Okay, nope. Bueller? Nope. Bueller. <laughs> Nothing for you. Uh, <laughs> hey, I, mean, I mean, yeah. Yeah, that's, I mean, a... that's like That's one of the whole thing about this game is a lot of the early missions are you trying to res- stop, I mean, rescue people, but you don't have to. Like when you're at Calm and the deep ground are attacking, you're loading people in canisters and then taking the canisters away. And it isn't until later you find out what they're doing with these people, which is kind of brutal. Yeah, I thought a little bit. You probably didn't catch it, did you, Mike? Because you weren't paying attention. Nope. they're feeding the people to Omega, which is the final boss that you never saw, which is a giant weapon. And for those that don't know what a weapon is, you haven't played seven weapons are these giant basically yeah yeah those i know omega is the biggest one of them all that's supposed to only come out if the light stream is pure and the light streams only pure if you have an apocalypse to happen or if you throw a lot of people inside of it apparently that appears it too somehow yeah essentially he's gonna wipe out the planet and give it back to the cosmos and then travel to another planet yes he's galactus Mm -hmm. he's He's omega (laughs) it's really strange like i mean it is such a strange story that just kind of it's kind of cool, but again, a lot of the characters, it's not like you think there would be more Cloud or Tifa or Barrett or Sid, but really not. I mean, they're Red 13, not even in this game, except for one cutscene at the very end of the game. Mm-hmm. And that's what I like when like that one cutscene is happening and, you know, all of a sudden you see the metal arm driving and you're like, oh, oh, because I didn't think I was going to see Cloud until like the very end. And he was going to come in and be like, yeah, I still stole the show from you but during it i was like where the hell's red 13 like i'd like to see him during this war i don't know why they didn't include him unless they just didn't it's odd to me you think they would have had him in here too why didn't tifa get her own game i want to tifa beat him up uh she was in uh, her in, in yeah in gear highs or whatever <laughs> whatever the heck that game is yeah uh, you'll know about it soon Trump. i know <laughs> i can't say i'm looking forward to it <laughs> I enjoyed it, but I don't think that's a game I could go back and play now. You're, you're tempting me, sir. You are tempting me. <laughs> uh, it, hey, I like my fighting games. It's, it's good. M- Younger Mike remembers really liking it. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I was a sucker for anything that had a Final Fantasy VII characters. Like One reason I was so drawn and so excited for Dirge, because I was just excited to have more FF7, which I... 
I think even at that time, I didn't consider the best Final Fantasy because that's six, hands down. But I always had a soft spot for seven. So, I mean, so that's kind of why we're why we played this game today, too, because I just needed to re-experience it. But it's just it's just very strange. Like, the cutscenes are very, you know, they have a very in-depth story, but it's really just Vincent. Lots and lots of Vincent. And the first shot of him is like, oh, no, that's in the after the prologue, where he's, like, just brooding in a hotel room or something. Yeah. Well, there's then, a big party going on outside, and he's just sitting by himself in the dark. And, and then Nemesis busts in the window, and you have a quick time event. Oh, sorry. Wrong game. Oh. <laughs> yeah. It's... I, I I I like Vincent. I like him as a brooding character. I I had no problem with the gameplay. I thought I thought the gameplay is interesting. The the story I I like the weird story, even though it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I thought it was cool. It also has a lot of flashbacks to Lucretia, who I had no recollection of from FF Seven at all. None. Like I I was talking. I was like, is she related to Aerith at all? Because ah. like she looks very similar to her. She does. And she they they use like they must use the same face model or something. It, hair, everything, yeah. And I also didn't know this until I was watching the videos afterwards. She's the birth mother of of Sephiroth, and it's implied that Vincent is the papa of Sephiroth. What? I I think it's Hojo though. Yeah, I don't know if they really go into it. I think it's Hojo too, but just like with the love interest there, God, it, this it, is kind of solid. Yeah, it kind of hinted towards Vincent in the beginning. I mean, also, like, they give you a lot of flashbacks to Vincent being in a in a tube, to him being a Turk, and, you you know, when he met Lucretia, when he worked for her. But none of it makes a lot of sense to me because I don't remember Sevens. I'm like, give me a—but it doesn't, it doesn't repeat stuff that you would have known from Sevens. Like, oh, you played Seven, you know, nine years ago or the last five years you remember. I'm like, I, I don't. Tell me. And it, it, didn't, it, it wouldn't do it. Yeah, I wish there was like a little like compendium or something like that with characters. Like you just go in and read like a quick backstory. Like that would have been fine for me because as soon as I read like one or two sentences, I'd be like, ah, yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah, I would have liked more because I didn't really know what the hell was going on. And they sprinkle that all the time throughout this entire game. They give you stuff about Lucretia and how she was involved with this and how, you know, she turned Vincent into this. Like, I didn't remember why she did it. It never says once in this game why Vincent is in that container. I had to look up stuff from the original FF7 game to find out why he's in there because he got shot. I hold you. It's never in this game. I was going to say something you would explain. Yeah, I figured I just missed something because I watched the cutscenes and everything. And then when I beat it, I was like, why the hell was he in that tube? So thank you. Hojo shot him to kill him for some reason. I think he found out what they were up to or something. So Hojo shoots him. She puts him in there to save him. So she's experimenting on him with chaos to save his life. And then she ends up having something. She She's infused with Genova cells, so she can't die or something, I think. That's why I forgot why she's in that. Because you see her periodically where he's visiting her in a cave and she's surrounded by crystals in a cave, which is from FF7. I only know that because I vaguely remember going there to get a limit break or get something from that cave. Mm -hmm. But I couldn't remember any details other than, oh, yeah, a cave. That was it. And I I guess she seals herself in the crystals or he does because she can't die and she wants she doesn't want to be alive. Something like that. Kind of dark. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, it's. But again, none of that's explained in this game. Like, you think they could have threw in one little sentence, but they figured, you know. You know, some of our memories just aren't that good. I I tried. Oh, okay. In the original seven, apparently when you go to the cave, you talk to her. And then if you come back to the cave, she's gone and you get the limit break for chaos. But in this game, she stayed in the cave. Because you already have chaos. I 
Here's the definition that Wikipedia gives. Vincrescent's <laughs> cave is revealed to be the place where chaos is supposed to emerge at the appointed time. After Sephiroth's death, Vincent visits Lucretia. She has encased herself in crystal for feeling guilty for Vincent's death, in quotations, and transformation, and for bearing the sin of having given birth to Sephiroth. After telling, after felling Omega, Vincent thanks Lucretia for giving him a new lease on life. A tear rolls down Lucretia's cheek as Vincent leaves the cave. Yep. Okay. That that, that kind of happens again in this game. Well, or that's you... for the end of this game. Oh, right. that's for this one. Oh, okay. I was like. No, in seven you don't. He, she just not there. You get the limit break, and that's the end of that. And apparently, at some point, she encased herself in crystal. I got nothing. It once again convoluted. Whole game is convoluted. Yeah, nano machines, um, nano machines, nano machines. They they mention nano machines actually in this too. Do I they think. really? Oh my god! Pretty sure they do. I could be wrong, <laughs> but I could have sworn nano machines were mentioned at some point in this. Yeah, I think it's. I gotta remember a name. I called her Blinky the whole time. Uh, Shalua, something like that. It definitely yeah, starts yeah. with an S H. Yeah. Well, there's Shulk, and then yeah, I think it's Shalua, her sister, and which I have a lot of thoughts about this character and what she was wearing, and in. But I think <laughs> yeah. I, it was just un. It was unpractical. Like the first thing I was like, how do you walk in that? And I was like, no wonder you're missing an eye and have a robot arm. You fall down because you're wearing heels and a half dress tied to each other, like around your knees. Of course, you're going to be eating shit. So, yeah. But when it came to Shalua and Shulk, I just started calling Shalua Blinky because it was easier for me. Shalua makes absolutely no sense to be in here. Like she doesn't. I mean, yes, she plays a part in the story, but all I could think of is why is this all bet girl here? That's all I saw when I saw her. It was all bet. Mm, yeah, I can see that. I mean, she has a metal arm. She has one eye. Her one eye is always closed. And the whole story is that she gave up an eye, her arm, and organs. How do you give up organs? I, I don't really know. In order to find her sister who's been missing for 10 years. But the skirt that she's wearing, like he's talking about, it looks like it would be a normal skirt, a short skirt. But for some reason, is missing part of it and has a little X attaching it. Which makes <laughs> absolutely no sense. I mean, I enjoyed it. Like, I, I, I thought it was awesome looking, but then the practicality came in. I'm like, going to guess that Nomura did the, the character designs for this game. He did. <laughs> and, like, other thing that always cured me, so she has a robotic arm, but she never uses her arm except for one point in the story. Like, she doesn't, when she's trying to shoot people, she uses the, your other arm with a gun. When she tries to stop somebody, she, she's typing the computer, she only uses, like, the robot arm is just there. So I was like, what? I was just so confused. It's very strange. It doesn't make a lot of sense. Like the only time she uses her robot arm is when she sacrifices herself to save you guys because you do find her sister, which is a little who looks like who looks like a nine year old, but is actually supposed to be nineteen because you know why not? She looks like a rejected Kingdom Hearts character. She does, and I mean, equipped with the big ass clown shoes and everything. Like it's all <laughs> I kept seeing. She even has like the fake lightsaber looking things that she that are hooked up to her back, like she has a proton pack. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's odd in this game. Like she's a hacker and she's a boss, but supposedly in the cutscene they say, Oh, he's using tranquilizer rounds is what they justify to why you shoot the hell out of her and don't kill her. <laughs> it's, it's like Batman hitting people with the Batmobile in Arkham Knight. It's like, no, they're just getting electrocuted at sixty miles an hour. They're fine. Yeah, sure they are. I mean, hell, everything in Arkham in Arkham that you do to people, most of those people are not going to ever be okay again. Nah, no. <laughs> I mean, you no. throw them off things, you break their arms, you you break their bodies. They're done. millimeter rubber bullets. Yeah, they're fine. They're nah, they're good. <laughs> God, that game. <laughs> I love that game. <laughs> uh, Arkham Knight's the worst contender for that, though, with um, the fake killing. 
Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, there's but definitely we'll, death. Oh yeah, we'll get there someday. Uh, but uh, she's just a really weird character. I don't even remember. Like, you first meet her randomly when you're an Edge. She's just walking around the town, like I'm looking for my sister in this town that everyone's missing and there's no, there's nobody here. Like, what are you doing? It's really odd. Oh, she does look like a Kingdom Hearts character. Mm. She does. <sighs> she reminds me of another character, but I can't place what it is. And Kingdom Hearts already would have been out at this point too. Oh yeah. Kingdom Hearts 2... When is Kingdom Hearts 2? Is 2004 or 6? Somewhere around there? I can't. I, I know I've beaten it, and I know I played it at that apartment that I was... 2005. Yeah. I, I know I played it at the same time when I was living in that in that place. Those oh. games might be why Yuffie's in this one, because I think she got a little boost in popularity when she ended up being in those. Yeah, but they could have put Tifa. Yeah. yeah they I would have rather... I mean, Yuffie worked, I guess. I just would have rather had Tifa. I like Tifa. I think Yuffie's only thing was to break up the the darkness, the edginess of the game with a little bit of you know, like Kate Sith, like a little bit of humor here and there. But yeah, Kate it seemed Sith. like oh, keep going. Seemed like they were trying to focus spotlight on some of the less popular characters. Like we said before, those two being unlockables, you could go through and not even play as them. So this is kind of like what they're up to. Everyone else is doing meaningful things. Yeah, yeah, they they have a story. They were important. They they did stuff. <laughs> I mean, it works. Like, Yuffie's cool in this game. Kate Sith is still an idiot, and the Kate Sith, like, Kate Sith's mission in this game is probably one of the darkest parts of this game where you're... So, Kate Sith, you control the little cat, which is a remote control robot, which I actually, I don't, I think I played through Seven more than once before I realized that it was a robot and a I puppet. Thought, I thought the cat yeah. was an actual thing in the, the Moogle suit was the robot, so... They're huh. both robots. That's weird. Yep, yeah. he's also one of the characters I use the least in that game. I stay far away from him. He sucks. <laughs> I I never used him. Never will when I play that game. What I didn't like about Kate's mission is not the stealth aspect or anything of that. Like I kind of liked that part. It was earlier before you do this mission. There's a little cutscene when Kate's first um, introduced, and you just hear him scream, <laughs> and the soldier goes flying through a door and hits the ground. And I was like, damn, all right, he's packing a punch. And so when I'm playing this mission, I, I'm running up to soldiers thinking that I'm just going to wallop him off the edge or something. And he just like flails his hands and does like one hit point of damage. And I'm like, what, did you limit break that one guy? Like, what? <laughs> but that yeah, was he's only, kind of useless. Yeah, that was the only problem I actually had with that mission. I had no patience for that mission. After you're running through gunning people down for seven chapters or whatever. And it's like, OK, you're going to stealth through this part. Like, wait, what? No, I'm not. <laughs> you don't well, have you, a choice. Yeah, yeah. Well, I just I'm kept running through until I figured out where I was supposed to go, and eventually I made it. I'm glad they didn't keep doing it, or that would have gotten stale on the second mission to me. They mm-hmm. also killed him. Yes. Because after he sees what's happening in, in this reactor, where people are being tossed into the reactor, into the Mako energy, and being caught by a giant hand, Nero, one of the brothers of the main villain, sort of? I, I don't no, know. Yeah. Yeah, Nero, Nero is the brother of Weiss. Okay. And he just pretty much, tur- he turns Kate Sith into a Moogle doll. Yep. Okay. That's, yep. Yeah, that's it. it. It's really strange. So I'm just going to, because I know eventually we may talk about like um, some of the missions, like because we're doing it now. Yeah. But my biggest problem with this game is the invisible walls. <laughs> 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 like, I'm like, I didn't realize you could double jump for the longest time, but it doesn't matter because you can't jump over anything. Like mm-hmm. you can only jump up on select boxes, which like 
would have added so much more like just detail to like the gun battles being able to jump get the higher ground jump float shoot like i'm not asking for like devil may cry style combat but the fact that there's a jump button and a double jump and things littered around the environment that would have been just a little extra nice thing mm-hmm. that map sure makes it apparent where you're supposed to go that's very helpful I was doing like Doom One strategies of pulling up the map and using that to navigate after mm-hmm. I killed all the enemies. Some of my favorite moments in the game is where you don't have a map or you're you you get the objective. Like the somebody will call you and be like, Hey, by the way, I've updated your map to where you need to go next. And you open up the map and it's literally like five or ten feet in front of you and you're like, I could have used that about an hour ago <laughs> while I was going through this level, but thank you. Thank you for doing your part. <laughs> the map. I never use the map. I also there's a couple different points in this game that have never ending respawning enemies, and the game doesn't tell you it. And I was like sitting there fighting them, fighting them, fighting them. I'm like, what the hell is going on here? I and I looked at the guide, and they're like, yeah, don't go in there. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, just go walk through the door. Yeah, it, it's a couple different times that happens. I was really annoyed when it when it happened to me. Oh, one of mine was later in the game when all the enemies have that uh, mana shield, so you can only hurt them through mana. Oh boy, or and physical would, attacks. Yeah, I didn't realize that until I was out of mana and all my limit breaks. And I was like, what the hell am I supposed to do? And then I hit him with a physical attack and they kept coming. And I'm like, all right. It, I mean, I appreciate y'all dropping ether right now, but can this just end? <laughs> and then I walked through the door and I was like, oh, okay. yeah, I did the same thing. I had to look up a guy and it would tell me, just go. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Like that. <laughs> also, this thing does a very 2006 thingy where it likes to change up the gameplay a little bit like you're one part you're riding in the back of a truck and a turret gun pops out of the back of the truck and you're just shooting dogs from ff7 which i liked it's a better turret section than or better on rail shooting section than anything a binary domain you are right i don't want to agree with you but you are right <laughs> how long did it take you to figure out how to use a phoenix down a few uh, i did the tutorial so oh okay <laughs> i was aware <laughs> yeah i didn't realize you actually had to use the item so I'm mm-hmm. dying over and over, and I'm, like, yelling, like, I have a phoenix down. <laughs> and then uh, one of the WRO soldiers fell down that you're supposed to be protecting, um, like, as little extra bonus points that you get um, for completing a level. And I was like, all right, you know what? He's the only one down. I'm going to phoenix down him, see if I'll revive him. They have to be used for something. <laughs> and then I saw, like, the little icon go up. I'm like, oh. Oh, I have to use it. Okay. Yeah. For those who don't know, don't know you use in the item menu and it like queues up a, a, a new life. So when you die, it just resurrects you. And it stays for a very long time. It will stay in between missions too, mm-hmm. which I found out because I used one. I only used it because I, I got, there was one that dropped and I couldn't pick it up. So I'm like, okay, I'll just use this. And then that's how I found out how it worked too. <sighs> I use a lot of items in this game. All the time. Yeah. Like I refilled potions every time I came across one of the stores, the jukebox stores. <laughs> They're odd, but I, I, the game has them pretty well spread out where you can always get them and then you, you can buy enough potions to get by. And sometimes they're right in the boss arenas. So you could just stop mid fight and restock on things. And then as long as you had fighting. Money. Right. Which is cool. I mean, I, I was okay with that. There, there's one boss you fight in Nibelheim Manor, which I want to talk about next, where. The guy said, stand on the stairwell in a certain spot and he won't be able to hurt you. It lied. I tried, I tried, I tried. And I could not line it up to get it to work. And I'm like, bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I do like the XP or money thing at the end of the mission. Because there was times where I'm like, all right, I need some money. I'm going to sacrifice some XP for this. So that way I can upgrade my gun. And I thought that was really cool. 
I never, I don't think you can actually physically upgrade all your guns to max. I think you have to choose like one that you're going to be using the most. Um, but yeah, I, I, that was really cool. Yeah, I just I, dumped, I dumped everything into the pistol. That's exactly what I did. I did not. I dumped most things in the pistol, but I also upgraded the machine gun. I upgraded the rifle, but the pistol's the best. Yeah, I upgraded everything, but the pistol was the only one I ever got fully maxed out. I was I disappointed max- when I found out there wasn't a shotgun. <laughs> it's just those three guns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they should have had a shotgun. You can't it, pick up any enemy weapons either or anything like that in this mm-hmm. game. There's none of that. At least by Nomad Domain did that, where you could pick up stuff they dropped. <laughs> but it was cool that you could like mix and match parts that you found. Like you could put a scope on the pistol and use it to zoom in and whatnot, change the barrel size. I like that kind of stuff in games. And there's just not enough of it. Yeah, equipping different materials. And yeah, I didn't, I didn't even I didn't even realize I had a power booster for the longest time. <laughs> I didn't use material at all if I could help it. There were a couple times I did, but I was just I didn't I didn't like it, so I didn't use it, which is not a good way to play this game, by the way. Yeah, but. it's only really I really started using it when the people that had the shield up, and then after that, like I was kind of just accustomed to using it. But that's the last three hours of the game. <laughs> yeah, and they're they're really annoying because what as I was saying before, Nibelheim Manor, which is from where you find Vincent. In the in regular FF7, you go there after a little bit when he's trying to figure out what the what's happening or something. I think somebody either mentioned Lucretia or something happened that drives him to go to the mansion. I can't remember what the details were. But I know when he goes to the mansion, this is when you end up fighting Shagahin enemies, which made me smile because that's the same enemies you fight in FF7 sewer, I'm pretty sure. So it yeah. gave me a big smile, even though, and at least it's something different besides deep ground soldiers all the time. <laughs> yeah, there's not a whole lot of enemy variety, at least as far as I made it. And I also have to ask, why the hell do all, I'm not complaining, but all the female WRO or deep ground soldiers all have like either skirt, like skorts on, or they all have to have, make sure there's an area where you see their thighs. Every, every single one. Like they <laughs> oh, can't I, wear full pants. I actually got the answer to that. Anime. Oh. <laughs> oh. I'll take it. <laughs> but I thought about yep. that. I'm like, oh, how do you tell they're female? Oh, their thighs are showing. Okay. they're female. That checks out. It was just, it amused me, but it was this game. Saves money on, uh, you know, soldiers' outfits and everything like that, yeah. too. It's that much less fabric they have to make. Yeah. But it's only the women. <laughs> <sighs> it's, a, it's a strange game. But yeah, no, they don't They don't use a lot of different enemy types. They're the same things almost throughout the entire game. I also got to say, w, the WRO is not very well protected, considering their headquarters get raided twice in this short game. <laughs> <sighs> Which I thought was kind of like, really? Twice your whole place is going to get attacked and destroyed? You know, they're doing their best. The WRO are so the w, so those that don't know, which is including people who probably play this game too. They're the World Regenesis organization that Kate Sith made after the end of Final Fantasy VII. I guess, yeah, something like that. I'm now I'm reading. They're responsible for heading the planet's reconstruction as well as protecting it from those who wish the world for their harm. But also, none of them have helmets. They just get to wear barrettes. While all the deep ground soldiers have helmets, but you don't get a helmet when you're in when you're in WRO. You just get wear a hat that's yeah. About. yeah they're like, spending okay. all their money bringing the world to a better place they, <sighs> <laughs> they spend all their budget shortening up the, the women's pants yep yeah. it's like we don't care you're you're female you don't you don't get pants you get you get a, you get shorts like what cold yeah, well. <laughs> it does look it, there's no is there any snow in this game no there's no snow it's strange i and then after that you after you do Nibelheim Manor and you you fight off WRO again, you end up having 
this is kind of when you get in like what's I think the second half of the game when you get what really matters. Like they they decide they need to attack Midgar and stop the you know stop what's happening with the deep ground and they took over the ent- Midgar is like completely fortified. Like the amount of army you see them fight and that cuts this huge cutscene where the first time Cloud Tiff and Barrett show up and Sid is when you're the whole airship scene where you're first you're in the airship for like as. I think he might have mentioned off off radio in our green room where you just are talking to people and there's no fighting. You just have to talk to different NPCs to get the story to move on. Mm-hmm. It's really odd because the whole game is just talk, cutscene, shoot, 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 talk, cutscene. Here, just talk, cutscene, talk. And that's all it is for like 30 minutes. I keep saying that, but this really is just Metal Gear Solid because that's <laughs> <laughs> the exact same formula. Yeah, it's very a Metal Gear Solid game, which makes sense. I mean, two and three would have been out at this time, and those are both really big hits for PS2. Yeah. So I kept referring the game to Shadow the Hedgehog. <laughs> that's because it's all, edgy. It's edgy. They took a formula that's completely not the normal formula, mm-hmm. um, and it, now it's a third-person shooter. And then there's the point during the scene um, when all this war is going on. They're kind of like snowboarding outside of an airplane, and Vincent's like <laughs> flipping through the air, doing tricks and like shooting it. And I'm like, oh, all right. So now we're. Uh, now we're playing Shadow. Okay. I want to play Shadow so bad. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I really do. I really want to sounds, play for the show. Sounds like we have a guest for it. <laughs> it I, I didn't mind it. It wasn't that bad. I bought it a long time ago, and I played <laughs> a little bit, but did. I never got far. It has always been on my list to go back to and play until one day. That was a cool cutscene. I, I really liked the whole cutscene. I just thought it was funny. It's the first time Cloud and them show up, and then they don't really do anything. Like, you see Cloud fight one of the Tzvets, the Crimson, whatever the hell her name is, the, the one that murders everybody at different points in this, and it's really dark. And you see her, but, like, that's all. They don't really do a whole lot, but you the giant army that was outside Midgard, that's what I was questioning. Like, where the hell WRO, how the hell did Deep Ground get this force? I was just, well, maybe they took over old Shindra stuff that was left around. It was a gigantic army. I was a little confused. (laughs) Tanks, airships. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's It's massive. Like, if Shinra would have had this, Shinra could have beat the six people that destroyed Shinra. Well, they were so deep underground, it took them a few years to bring everything to the surface. That's why. You do have the elevator scene because it's after you get inside Midgar, you have a you you find the Shinra headquarters, which I did smile when you walk into the Shinra headquarters and you see the same building that you went into all those years ago in FF7. Yeah, I heard do do, do 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 however it goes. <laughs> it doesn't play in the game, but that's what I heard in my head when I saw it. I just think of the old Midgar song. At least you'd have to time a button press to open a door with their NPCs. <laughs> I hate that part. It's in seven. Oh, I have no. How do you remember that? Uh, I played most of the first disc not too long ago, probably okay, late I'll... middle last year. Oh, before you signed up for this? Yeah, before before I realized that RPGs aren't, aren't possible anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got to use items. Okay, okay. Healing's important. Oh, that's funny. Okay, that's that's how I was confused. Like, but yeah, you have that long elevator scene, which I I. It reminded me of Metal Gear for some reason, but it did. Because it's a la- not a ladder. It just reminded yeah. me of the ladder. It's a, I mean, but it shows you how far underground they are. I mean, that, and I guess that, you know, could go even longer if you're fighting the giant behemoth for way too long because you, he sucks. Uh, he's should, not- have, should have referenced Metal Gear Solid 1 where all the guys have the stealth camo suits when you're on the elevator. I just like that part. That's also Metal Gear 2 Solid Snake, by the way. Yeah. Oh. Because Metal Gear Solid is a remake of Metal Gear 2. I gotcha. 
it, it, it he took a lot of stuff from Metal Gear Two because Metal Gear Two never came to America, and he took a lot of stuff for it when he made Metal Gear Solid. Cool. That's neither here nor there. But yes. <laughs> it, so it after you ride these elevators down is where my favorite part of the game came into play. And as I mentioned earlier, there is a problem with invisible walls. There, <laughs> there is one tunnel that you have to go through that just has a tube going across it. I sat for 10 minutes trying to double jump over this thing, jump on the pipes next to it, j- just jump over it, and trying to dash underneath it. I really regret not playing tutorial because my friend who had the strategy guide was like, dude, just duck underneath it. And I was like, you can crouch? <laughs> I've never once had to crouch in the eight hours I've been playing this game. And so, yeah, you just crouch and walk underneath the- <laughs> I There's- And I was so angry at that point. There's only a couple crouch points in this entire game, but you can crouch. You can also dash, too. It's very not very good, but you can. Yeah. I did it once or twice, but not very often. Also, and I, I don't know maybe if it was the copy of the game that I had or something. I realized at the last three hours, they decided to make Vincent more vocal. He started just grunting and saying things that oh, he was like not. A- <laughs> yeah, like in the beginning, like, for instance, if you broke a box, nothing would happen. Like, he never said anything. But in the last three hours of the game, I would break a box, and he'd be like, odd, weird. Hmm. <laughs> and he never did that in the first few hours of the game. And I didn't know if y'all noticed that. or if I it, didn't notice that. Yeah, so he, he, does, he doesn't start, like, talking to himself till near the end of the game. He said he grunted. It just made me think of Squall from 8, where most of his dialogue is just ellipses. <laughs> Squall's an asshole. Uh, speaking of Squall and Sephiroth kind of brings us to someone that's very reminiscent of both of those if you combined them into one character. Why? Talk- yeah. He had katana gun swords and very separate. They don't call them gun blades, but they're gun blades. Oh, absolutely. There's a gun attached to everything in this game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, gun blades were a cool thing at, at this time, too, though. Because after FF8 came out, gun blades were really cool. Hell, they even put a freaking gun blade in Parasite Eve 2 in that terrible yep. game. <laughs> I will never play that game again in my life. Oh, you don't want to do a recovered on that? No. <laughs> People don't I, know what that is. <sighs> that game was one of the worst games I played on this show, I think. It's not great. So, And I, I played some shit on this. It just That was one of my most disappointments I've ever played on this show. Was Bears of the oh, yeah, I was so excited time. to finally play it, and I hated it. Oh, so I played two first and beat it, and then I played one. And I'm like, well, cool, I like this game. I'm going to go back and play two. And nope, <laughs> don't do that. But no, you're right. After I derailed us, a wise does kind of look like Sephiroth and Squall combined. Yeah, but it's not really wise that you're even dealing with. If we're gonna be honest, because it's, it's Hojo inside yeah. wise, a digital copy or something like that. Yeah. yeah, he took advantage of the world's network reboot to acquire Wise's body through the synaptic net drive. Hojo revealing to have knew of the deep grounds of his existence, then explains that he used Vincent as an experiment to control chaos and intends to repeat it with Vice as the vessel of Omega. Yep. Yeah. It's very odd. Because they talk about Wise all the time throughout this game. They go, hey, oh, Wise! And all I could think of was Nazis. <laughs> that, well, I mean, I'm assuming that's what they were going for, but it just reminded me of Hitler. was, hey, oh, Hit, you know, hey, oh, Wise. Instead. That's all it made me think of. Hell Hydra. That too. But that didn't come to my mind. Hitler did instead. 
<laughs> I'm a history buff. Okay, what can I say? I mean, <laughs> that's where my brain goes. And the whole Hail Hydra is Hail is Hail Hitler. I mean, that's essentially what it is a, re- a direct reference to. And part of that movie, the reason why they do that is to show that they're not really loyal to Hitler. The Nazis, they're loyal to Hydra. And that's why the, the Nazis try to kill them and then get destroyed by the cannon in that movie. So, I have no idea what you're talking about, but nope. yes. Captain America's first Avenger, one of the best oh, MCU okay. movies. Okay. If not the best, but it's it's, de- it's de- one of the best. <laughs> Very good. So I won't go there. But that's just that's how I took that whole. That's how I felt that reference was. And I kind of cool. I I I I could be wrong, but that to me that's really what they've. They, I felt like they were going for. No, I can definitely see it. Again, anytime we start referencing history, I I, I see a lot of or things that I feel like reference history. I, I kind of see stuff like that. Every time you start referencing history, my eyes kind of gloss over a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's okay. <laughs> hey, before I started this podcast, I actually started a history podcast, but it didn't go anywhere. Hmm. Today I learned. Yeah. It, we made one episode that I don't think exists and was in terrible audio quality. So Fun. Yeah. Never heard it. The guy was supposed to put it online and do all the stuff, and he never did, and then that was the end of that. <laughs> wow. I because I didn't want to. I didn't want to start a podcast. I wanted to be on one, but I didn't want to be the guy, you know, doing everything for it. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> and then six months later, the show started because that, that never got off the ground. I'm like, I want a podcast. And then here I am. So as, as Wise is kind of like, cause you hear about him all the time, but he really does look like he just has bikey gray hair, two freaking gun blades. That, and you actually have to lose that first fight with him. I hate those. You can't you can like you can fight, but you won't win. But you could waste all your items and be an idiot. I read the guy and it said, don't do it. And I said, OK, and I let him just beat me down. Like, if you're going to do that in a game, make sure that the enemy one-shots you before you have a chance to do anything. Did I, I, I told you the Mega Man X story, right? When I first fought Vile, where I didn't know that, and I had Game Genie on, so I fought him for like 20 Oh, years. yeah. Yep. <laughs> <sighs> I, I know. <sighs> it, 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 the underground part with Midgar is interesting. I thought it was cool, though, where you fight gargoyles for some weird reason that make absolutely no sense. It, I think at this point, you just needed another kind of character to break up the monotony of the same five people you've been shooting at this point. Yeah, you're probably right. It's still, it, I mean, I thought it was cool. I like it when you go down there. I mean, I was ready for the game to end because I thought the game only had 10 chapters. Found out I had 12 and I got a little sad, but it was still interesting. Yeah. And then the last few chapters, I mean, they just break them up. I, I don't know why it could have been one thing. Like you, you didn't have to break them up the way they did, but they were my favorite moments in the game where you finally felt like a complete badass. Also, this game has a lot of turret sections. A lot, a lot of turret sections. Yeah, it's yet another game where you're in a turret shooting down planes that are trying to, to take off. It seems to be a running thing this season. <sighs> you're never going to forgive that game, are you? No, it's okay. bad. It's real bad. No, it's not. It's a great game. Yes. Me and Craig <laughs> put the show. Uh-huh. <laughs> We're talking about Robotech Battle Cry, by the way. Ah. For anyone curious. Well, about that license, you would have hated it, too. I know. And the cheats. Oh, yeah. Okay. Enough of that. So as we were saying, <laughs> you also fight a lot of helicopters in this game too, which are annoying. And you fight black widows, but are not as cool as a, as a real black widow. <laughs> <laughs> you fight so many black widow tanks in this game. You do, and then that's when I—that's honestly the black widow tanks and some. Well, all the bosses is the only time I ever used my limit break. Yep, that's and, I saved them for bosses too. And then I found out the limit break is there's only one thing you need to do. Like you don't just shoot and you don't just slash. You jump up in the air and you can shoot three blasts very fast, and then Ooh. you just come slamming down, and it does so much damage that it makes no sense. Like 
you're firing off like Dragon Ball Z style Kai blast like so fast. But if you're on the ground and you do it, you gotta wait like three seconds in between. Like this makes no damn sense. But I didn't know that. Yeah, it all you do is just jump, shoot, 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 and then come slamming down with your fist, and it does so much damage. Huh. That's cool. Yeah, the the section where there was two spider tanks, like I killed them and then still had limit break. Like and was wandering through the stage a little bit. It just destroys everything. Awesome. I, I use the limit break just for boss fights too though. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I understand that. I mean because I, I wouldn't use it for anything else. I would just save it unless I got into a boss fight. Or unless they dropped something where I needed it and then I would or I already had too many, then I would use it just so I could grab it again. Yeah, and I hated that part of the inventory. Where it's mm-hmm. like you can only have four potions, but I'm twenty one out of fifty. If I want to carry 50 potions, you let me carry 50 potions. It would have made the game even easier. Yeah, it was not a difficult game at all. I mean, I died a few times, but just out of stupidity on some parts. <laughs> Usually when I find myself low on health, it's because I wasn't paying attention because the game doesn't do a whole lot of pointing out that you're getting shot. I would just look down and my health would be like at 100. Like, oh, I should probably use some potion. You didn't pay attention? Apparently not. Yeah, there's like a little tiny radar that pops up to let you know like what direction you're getting shot. But I agree at times there was I didn't notice it. Maybe it was due to the environments around. Yeah, um, or you're but, looking at the enemies you're trying to shoot or whatnot. Yeah. And several times, you know, you have that magical three, four enemies that pop up right behind you. So you're not expecting <laughs> it anyway. It does do that quite often for no reason. Like to, especially in the early stages, they want to put enemies like up on buildings where you can't get to that are sniping you. It's like, good luck finding them. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And you can't, like, if you're not really paying attention, some of those sniper enemies are so far off in the distance. You're Mm -hmm. like, is that a chimney or is that an enemy? (laughs) Okay. And, like, I had this game running, like, at 1080p, so it looked good, but I could not imagine playing this on, like, an older TV. Like, it would just look like mud. Like, I I would have never have seen them. Yeah, you want to make sure you use that scope item they give you mm-hmm. some of mine didn't look the greatest either when i was playing it because i on my um hardware i could tell every so often it would like slow down or something and ah. it get ugly you know i don't know why i did that but it, i i ever so often <laughs> did that i mean i i think anything else we should say about this game i mean the cutscenes are good looking still i felt like when they do like the actual full motion video or not full motion video what the full, not what the hell am i saying the, the really good like cutscenes, like the the cgi like that is really really good which has always been a staple of square like no matter what system you're playing it on, like when it goes time to like full CGI cutscenes, they always like just so impressive. Yeah, it it I, I I it was it definitely is cool. The music in this game was amazing, especially near the end where you actually have that one vocal track. And in my mind, I'm like, man, this sounds like Malice Miser, but it's more poppy. And then I forgot in one of the versions of Malice Miser, the lead singer's name was Gact, and Gact was the one who did the intro video and uh, that song for this like little tunnel scene. And I was, that's why I just got so hype at this point. Like I am kind of getting done with the game. I'm like, all right, all right. You're just carrying on for no reason. I understand there's going to be eight versions of a boss. I, I know that going into a final fantasy game, but I'm kind of over it. And then this music (laughs) kicks in and I'm like, yes, all right. I needed this. All right. I can finish. (laughs) I heard people mention that, and I had no idea what you were talking about. Okay. Yeah, this was very much a podcast game for me, especially since I wasn't watching the cutscenes anyway. Like, I turned the sound down to about 20% and put on a podcast. <sighs> yeah, that's... I didn't... I mean, I listened to everything in this game, but that's because I kind of cared. Also, this game had no subtitle. 
I don't like it when games don't have subtitles. I can't play them really because I I just don't. I don't know, I like reading, and I couldn't read, so I was really upset. It had subtitles. It did. I looked for them. I couldn't find them. Yeah, my, mine definitely had subtitles. Well, apparently, I looked in the. I didn't look very hard. I didn't look hard enough then. I looked, and I'm like, there's no subtitles. I must have not clicked on the right option. Because I'm like you, like even with TV or anything like that, I I retain more information when there's subtitles on. Yeah. And and so the first thing I do in a game is look and see if there's subtitles. But I think it was on by default for me. Okay, I must have just been looking there because the video I watched had subtitles, and I thought maybe he added them or something. But yeah, I just could not find them. But maybe I didn't. I didn't look hard enough. <laughs> I'd load the game up now, but it would kill my my computer would die. <laughs> so. Yep. This game's actually very high processing power. I, I have to say that too. Like it it takes power to run this game. I'm sure. Oh, why I had so much trouble. Yeah, and considering it was a PS2 game, like besides re- yeah, besides repetitive mm-hmm. enemies and bland environments, it was, it was really crisp. It looked good. Yeah, I mean, it it really it holds. Up. I think it I think it holds up decently in my opinion. But wasn't the three the 360 was already out at this time too? I want to say in 2006. Yeah, same year yeah. maybe. This is a very late PS2. Well, not that. I mean, there's hell. Sing it, and some other games probably kept going for a long time on PS2. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah, I 2005. Guess- was November was 360. Oh, there you go. This is August 2006, so yeah. Next Gen was already here. I don't remember when PS3 came out, though. Yeah, psh. The only time I, I can ever remember when these games come out is when I go on their page and look it up. <laughs> November 11, 2006. So PS3 came out shortly after this game came out. All right, and then after you end up finding out Wise and the whole Holdrill thing, which I did not realize Holdrill had possessed Wise because I skipped all the cutscenes until after I watched the video and oh, so that's what was going on because I didn't pay attention to any of that. Didn't care. And then you have you have like a, a, a part where it kind of throws off the game too, where you end up you're flying around as chaos because chaos is his last limit, limit break you can get in FF seven, so which is a giant like vampire looking thingy. He looks like Dracula. Yeah, and it it was cool. You get you get the death penalty gun, which is his ultimate weapon in FF seven. So I thought that was kind of cool too. Yeah, like I said, this is I just you know they keep hinting towards this form, and and you're like, all right, I know eventually I'm going to play it and, and get to do something awesome. And I really enjoyed this section. It was cakewalk, but I think that's kind of the point to make you feel like a badass. You're just fighting floating demon or diamonds that shoot lasers at you. So like, I didn't really get to see like people flying or anything. I just saw like tiny explosions. I'm like, oh, but also meant that I knew this game was coming to an end. And I think once again, I was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> it's definitely a game where I wanted it to end. I wouldn't have mind if it was longer. If you know that it fixed some of the problems that we had talked about, just being just so muddied down like in techno like technology speak and just referencing things that you don't remember and it's like okay i'm i'm losing you on some parts here (laughs) it's like they had to make the game long enough to fit the story they wanted to tell (laughs) yeah i mean also they didn't want to rehash things that they thought you would already know because you just played ff7 yeah (laughs) nine years ago yeah but nine there's a chance that that game was big, though, at that time. I mean, this was a big resurgence of the game, too, when this was happening. Like, you had Advent Children just came out. I mean, I'm sure there were a lot of people were playing 7 or had played 7 or something. Plus, PS2 back compatible, so it wouldn't have been hard to play 7. I mean, you know, back when they had back compatibility on systems. Yeah, but this was also the time where, like, if you thought you had the original black band copy of Final Fantasy 7, it was worth a lot of money, mm-hmm. even though there was, like, plenty of green band copies out there. I I can't remember 2006 super well, but I feel like, yeah, this game, like you said, the green, it would have been around, like people would have played it. So, mm-hmm. 
I'm still going to keep going off because <laughs> that's, that's how this game felt. It felt like you need to play seven before you play this game. And if you don't play seven, this game doesn't really have that much meaning to you. You're not really going to get a lot of the references and you're not going to enjoy it as much because the gameplay does not is not as fun as it could be. Oh, it's super helpful to play this after you just beat Final Fantasy seven. It's super helpful. Like it, it, There's so many references back and forth to it. It's and like even little things like you're in the you're on the airship and this girl's like, Oh yeah, I need my Chocobo Boko, which is another reference to like somebody else naming their Chocobo Boko. She also says, yeah. <laughs> she also says river Chocobo or something. It's not a regular Chocobo. I think I thought she said other words. Yeah. And I, once again, it, at a certain point, like when I was talking to all those soldiers on the airship, you get the one that just salutes you and says, sir. I'm like, yes, I don't need to hear a bunch of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out what I need to do, get yeah, to the next level. Exactly. And every I also real the every airship, time you talk to Yuffie, she's got like three paragraphs of things to say, even if it's nothing. None of it mattered. <laughs> every every time I talked to Sid, it went into like a motion video. And I was like, <laughs> cool, something's about to happen. Nope. Nothing happened. And I was like, all right, I'll do it again. That's another Same. motion video. It's, I'm like, yes. <laughs> oh. Let's go get a beer after all this is over. <laughs> like, okay, Sid, just Take us where we're going, man. Did you have to animate that? Like, did you have to spend that much money? That could have just been a text box. <laughs> I did. The, I was the exact same. I'm like, finally. Like, nope, never mind. Well, they had to do something with Sid. That's his only appearance in this entire game, really. It's just him on the airship talking to you. And it's the best iteration of Sid. That that Texas outlaw Sid. It's my favorite one. I forget about Sid. I know he's in Seven, of course. I've used them, but I just forget he exists. Like, he's not one of the characters that I think of when I think of Seven. Yeah. So I'm trying to think of anything else that we sh- like the chaos right you were talking about earlier, you fight crystals and you fight Omega and you I mean I thought it was fun. Like it's just a you know shooting gallery type boss, just shoot things and dodge and not hard. And I I, I thought it was fun though. I enjoyed it. I just thought I was happy the game was almost over with too, but Yeah. I mean it's from what we've talked about, uh, we've probably covered a whole like twenty percent of what's actually going on in the game. Like I don't even think we mentioned like Azul or Nero who you mentioned Nero. We didn't mention Azul. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but like Nero is like a three form boss, and you see him like three times up to this. He's barely talked. Like you know he's stealing people, and then yeah, you're like I don't really know that much about you. I wish like you know because uh, Crimson Rosa and Azul has a lot of on screen time to this. So like when you fight them, it kind of it's more impactful, but for Nero, it was like, I want to be more invested in this, but I don't know. I just know you're a bad guy. Also, Azul is a giant behemoth thing that we mentioned a couple times that gets killed, but then he comes back to life, and then he finally dies when you go chaos form, and he throws the gun into him. But all I can think of Azul is Vulcan Raven. More Metal Gear references. Because <laughs> he has a giant turret gun that he's holding, and he's talking all stupid, and it just reminded me of Raven. All right, that was, like, I did think Metal Gear Solid. And when he <laughs> shoves that gun through him, I was like, well, I guess that's one way to use a gun. <laughs> <laughs> and then he blasts him after he shows the And I didn't see that scene because I skipped all the cutscenes until later, so I didn't see it until after I was watching the cutscenes. <laughs> well, I, I, I did enjoy the cutscenes. I watched them while I was playing. Oh, we should also mention there's a bunch of random, there's a bunch of missions in this game that throughout, as you're going through a level, give you missions like, oh, defend the WRO people. Well, I didn't care, so I just ran past. And you can let everybody die, and the game will keep going just fine. You mm-hmm. get less experience. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> w, WRO are the red shirts in the game. Pretty much. Like, they, anytime. They don't matter. Yeah, anytime a soldier is like, can I join you, Vincent? I'm like, oh, <laughs> I, know what, I know what your fate is. <laughs> they, they all die. <laughs> and you can shoot them, too. Yep, I did that. 
and and then they would put you in a hallway with like three WRO soldiers, four explosive barrels, and like five enemies, and you're just like, <laughs> I, I'm just going to get this out of the way. There's no way this is going to go the way you want. I was surprised at how weird some of the story gets at times, but I enjoyed it. Just odd. It it is, and you know, it, like I've said, it's the talk. The talking goes on too long. It could have been like a one sentence thing that would have made much more sense instead of like the ten minutes they're talking. Especially anything from like Shulk. You're like, <laughs> okay. Well, Shulk's in the darkness at one point because Nero is this guy who can put people in like a shadow dimension or something. He takes her for a while and has her locked up in a shadow dimension, and like you have to go save her or something. Yeah. And then Nero's like, I can also take people out of the shadow dimension as well as put them in it. I'm like, all right, but I really don't understand what this means right now. <laughs> Again, you can play this game without paying attention to the story. Ask Mike. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, he still has fun moments. I mean, the g- I like I had no problem with the gameplay. I mean, I did get annoyed with the missions. We're like, OK, destroy these gargoyles. I'm like, I don't want to. And I just ran to the door and kept going <laughs> or it was like, destroy 15 helicopters. I didn't. And, you know, but it it, it does lots of that. Also, there. They're like side missions, basically. Like Adam said before, you do these things that give you extra experience at the end of the mission. They're not required. There's also, which I didn't play this, but there's also extra missions that were originally in the Japanese version as multiplayer missions, but they took them out and they just put them in the single player game as an extra thing you can do. You can run through little missions with no story and just shoot things. Mm -hmm. I didn't do it. I didn't even know they were there until I was reading stuff online, but they're there. I saw them when I went into the tutorial. And I was like, I'm not going to come to these. <laughs> yeah. I don't think they matter. Yeah, who knows? Maybe they would have summed up the whole game. Maybe that would have been just like one little piece that we needed. And what I understood, there's absolutely no story. Yeah, so kind of like the whole game. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's once again, there's story, and it's there. Oh, is there? There's a lot of story. It just doesn't make sense if you aren't. Paying it if you aren't paying attention or if you don't know seven, it's just hard. Oh, and we should talk about the ending because I think we're kind of nearing most of the stuff in this game that we need that we should say. So, the ending of this game after you fight Omega, the giant weapon, and you see a cutscene of all your team from FF7 breaking down the reactors and cutting the Mako, and then you fight Omega, and it, it's it had like three different fight, three different forms of a boss fight, too, which I thought were kind of interesting. I didn't have a I mean, I liked it. I enjoyed the final fight. I other than having to shoot these freaking flowers and they open up and then you have to like run at them. That was annoying. But other than that, it was, I didn't mind where you just becomes just a shooting fest and you just shoot him in the face a bunch of times and he dies. Yeah, it was surprisingly underwhelming final boss fight. Yeah, none of the boss fights are really great. They're just like bigger normal enemies. I think there's a spider mech that you fight at some point that I took out with like four critical shots in a row. Nice. Was, I don't know what you're talking it, about, though. It was something. It was an early, early mission, obviously. Yeah, <laughs> I know the black. Oh, you fight so many times; they just keep bringing them back. I want to say it was, it was like climbing up a wall, and I was shooting it. I don't know. It could have been a different game. Black, they climb up walls, and they, they climb in the ceiling. You can drop them off the ceiling. Yeah, that might be it. Yeah, that's all I got. And then uh, the ending is they they defeat Omega. They save the life stream. And then Vincent disappears for a while or something, and you have Shulk, the little girl that he rescued, sitting in a bar where Tiffa's still working at a bar. And then she go, and then she, and then you see her, you see her Shulk sitting next to Red Thirteen. You get your one Red Thirteen scene of the entire game of him sitting there getting pet like a dog. And then like, but I guess her sister is dead. We didn't talk about this, but there's a scene with her sister when she in WRO headquarters getting raided. She puts her metal arm in the door to hold the door open. For you guys and then she stands there and talks to you while her arm just gets crushed by the door while the giant behemoth guy is walking towards her 
yeah, I'm not an expert on robotics or anything like that, but couldn't you just duck underneath your arm and just detach it or something? Because she doesn't. Yeah, yeah, like like I I'm holding up my arm and I think I could duck underneath it, and then if I knew the door was going to crush, it would just crush in behind me. And then when she died, like you see her like a puddle of oil, not even blood, is a puddle of oil. <laughs> and then you see her again in a container, like in a in a cryo tube. And I'm like, okay, they're going to bring her back. She never shows up again in this game outside the cryo tube. There's, I think, if you interact with a computer or something like that, there's a little scene in Shulk's like she doesn't want to be brought back, or we can't bring her back, or something like that. It's just, it's really dark. That's all I, I mean, it, it's Final Fantasy. You know, people are going to die. <laughs> Yeah, I guess. Well, she didn't get stabbed in the back. Yeah, you know, I was one. I was. I was like, "Where's Eris in this game?" It was weird. I didn't see Eris at all when they showed the whole team. Uh, also, when you do defeat Omega, like it's like a nuclear explosion, like fifteen <laughs> feet off the ground, and a huge shockwave goes around the world. And I'm like, "Oh, yeah, more people just died. <laughs> a lot more people just died. They would not be alive for this. No. And then there's a. And then if you depending, I'm not sure what you have to do, but there's also a secret secret ending that you that you can see after this happens where you see genesis pick up wise and say we have one last thing to do and fly out i did not see that i didn't either until google hmm. and you know who genesis is mike uh those sega's console for the 16-bit era there's a it's, giant console comes out in the end he cutscene picks him up it's got genesis is from crisis core he is nero oh, yeah. the Crisis Core, I, I guess. I don't, I don't know what Weiss is, but they all have to do with Crisis Core, which came out in 2008, two years after this game. But I didn't know. I was I was, I was like, what the hell? Because Genesis is, the, is one of the villains you fight in Crisis Core or something like that. I don't I remember heard. anything about Crisis Core. I have heard that name. But there was, I guess there was supposed to be another game after this to wrap up Final Fantasy VII because this doesn't wrap it up. But that never happened and never will happen at this point. Oh, maybe that's how they'll finish off the remake when it's finally done. I forgot it. Yeah, I forgot about the remake even existed. Yeah, it, I'm waiting until they release all the episodes before I play it. You're waiting to 2030? If I have to. That's generous. <laughs> well, last I heard, they probably weren't even going to finish it. They're not going to finish it. I mean, you, I, I don't see how you can either. Like the way the first game is entirely just Midgard. Like, how can you can't mm-hmm. do this whole that style? It's not going to work. So, yeah. Oh, I know. Crazy Core came out in 2008. Advent Children came out in 2006, the same year we got Dirge. The year of Final Fantasy sub. (laughs) (laughs) Just playing off, getting that sweet, sweet money. And they're (laughs) still doing it to this day. (laughs) The remake sold well, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. People love that game. It's just I think it's also interesting how we're playing Dirge of Cerberus and we're going to play other Final Fantasy VII stuff before we even retouch the original game. It definitely gives you a different look on it. I think we should play the remake before we play the original <laughs> seven. <laughs> just to keep it going. Just to, just to piss everyone off. <laughs> All right. Any last thing to say about this before we go to questions, comments, or memories? I have a few. Apparently Ultima weapons in this game. Like, you have to go do something you wouldn't normally do to get some kind of toy gun from the little boy you escort near the beginning of the game. And then you upgrade it enough and it turns into Ultima Weapon. I did not know that. Did not know that. Thanks, Wiki. (laughs) Whichever Wiki I saw that on. Oh, that's kind of cool. Okay. I I wish I would have known that. I would have liked a better gun. Yeah, I'm sure I would have dumped all my money into that, though. (laughs) And it would have made the game more difficult until I got it. I used all the money for buying potions and stuff. I bought a lot of potions. All right. I'm going to go to questions, comments, and memories. I have a few. First from the, I actually got more than I expected. But first from the Overblood group, from Elijah Taigi, I was a really active Game Informer reader, and they warned the hell out of us that this game was trash. <laughs> I'm sure to hear people's opinions on this game. It's not trash. 
I'm going to say that right now. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's trash. I, I think it's good for a one playthrough. I need to pull that up because I remember re- replying to that and that might be part of my shelf for buck. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I'm looking at it right now for you to say. It. And then another one from Christopher Kovacs. I loved it. I just thought it was super cool to explore some of the FF7 areas in 3D and see those enemies moving around with updated graphics. The gameplay was way better than it was given credit for, if you ask me. The story was, well, I remember being a little silly and I don't remember all the details. I don't either, and I just beat the game. I remember thinking the new villains were, were just kind of lame coming off of the original. I, I think that sums up this whole game perfectly, actually. <laughs> like, I, that is perfect. And from Tony Delgado, I remember really liking the gun customi- customization during the servers. I especially remember having a gun that, after jumping, had a rapid fire that made Vincent hover in the air. It was pretty fun and unique, especially for the time. And this one, I didn't make any sense to me, but I'm going to read it. From Sebastian Games, nothing like Gak. And I was like, what the fuck is Gak? Oh, so there you go. Gak, like I said, was the guy that did the intro song. He's very popular, a uh, Japanese singer. And yeah, he did the intro song and then the song where you're flying through. And he also voices Genesis. Oh, so yeah. And that's why I got so hyped because I, like I said, Malice Miser was a band that he was in. And I just recognized his voice. I never really went and listened to a lot of solo Gak stuff, but I was a big fan of Malice Miser. You say Gak, and it just makes me think of that packaged Nickelodeon slime they sold in the <laughs> 90s. Again. And from Connor Cook, I don't remember a lot, but I remember being pumped to play it on a release because I was a wannabe edgelord. I remember it being mildly difficult, but a fun experience. <laughs> and from Dominic Chikoki, friend of the show, uh, I remember playing this and finding it inferior to the other game, Gact is in Bujingi, the Forsaken City. When is a podcast finally going to give Bujingi its due? Oh my gosh. Oh, <laughs> that game's awesome. <laughs> is it really and and honestly the only reason i ever played it was because i found gact was in it (laughs) (laughs) i am glad there are other people out there like me yeah neither mike nor i had ever heard of it until this comment i looked it up and like wow this looks kind of generic but oh it's very generic but i had a lot of fun with it okay (laughs) i mean i can't say it's gonna be on the show anytime soon just because stuff like this doesn't do super well i mean it doesn't stop me but i play at some point my next like two seasons of Pixar already done, so it won't be anytime nice soon. But yeah. at some point, I, I wouldn't mind. Yeah, I'll it. play it. So okay, I guess we. It was very odd. I was like, "What the?" I remember looking. I'm like, "What the hell is this?" Yeah, it's a game. And from Kyle Wells, this is one of the top two things I regret asking my mom to buy for me on the rare occasion I was allowed to get a game. I did not like the game, but forced myself to complete slash enjoy it because money was always tight and was a rare. I got something like a game. Now I want to know what the other one was. <laughs> And I have I have more actually from Laser Time. I actually was surprised I got so many questions, so many memories of this game. Like people actually had a lot to say about this game. I was surprised. From Colton Mason, I erased this game from my brain long ago. I'll keep it that way. <laughs> from Kelly Ryan, it was an interesting concept, but his controls are absolute garbage. I wish they do a PC version because it was sort of meant to be played on mouse and keyboard. They're not wrong. They actually oh. can be played on the PS2 mouse mouse and keyboard. Yeah, that would play better. Yeah, it would have definitely played a lot better, especially some of the sniping sequences and stuff like that. Yeah. And from Michael Irving, I always wanted to play this when it first came out. Is it worth picking up and playing today? I'd say yes. Yeah, it like I hadn't played it until three days ago. And like I said, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I had fun with it. You have anything to add, Mike? I'm saving it for Shelfer Box at this point. And it's on <laughs> eBay for under about $20 on eBay. It's It's out there. It's not terrible, but you can find it. I mean, it's I, I think it's worth it. I, I if you like Final Fantasy seven and have some remembering of it, pick it up. Yeah. So I would say play it. 
Okay, from Mark Marchesi, heard another podcast, enjoy just playing it. I recall the enemies being repetitive and dull. Is that a factor here? Uh, it's a fact. <laughs> yeah, absolute fact. <laughs> I mean, you're playing as Vincent. I mean, just, just enjoy that fact. That's yeah. all I got. You'd rather play, Steve. And from Dylan Caudill, I love this game. My MCR loving ass was super into Vincent. My question is, why do I find Vincent to be hot as fuck? <laughs> He's a pretty boy. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, because he is. Yeah, <laughs> it's that simple. I mean, I always liked Vincent, and especially when I got to see, you know, when he was in cool graphics, I'm like, okay, this is awesome. And I was surprised the game from 2006 still looks really good. Mm-hmm. Like, this game did not, well, the gameplay might have aged a little, but the, the graphics are still really good. Like, you could have those cutscenes and stuff like this on a, on a game today, and it'd be just fine. Or maybe 360 era. We'll say 360 era. Just fine. All right. And the one question, one comment I got from the Giant Bomb group, I'll read it. It's a long one, but I'm going to read it. It's from Taylor, Swift, Taylor Smith. <laughs> oh my god! Freudian slip there. I was gonna say, damn, you got some good fans out on this. Uh, I grew up with I grew up a Nintendo kid with a Sega neighbor friend. I was in high school when this came out. Had just recently bought a PS2 and convinced by a school friend that FF7 was the shit. I'm a loser for not playing it, and that DOC was an amazing game. Dear Cerberus, pick this up, beat it, was convinced to never play any FF after six. <laughs> oh. Hey, you're missing out on ten. Ten is great. You get to hear. Ah, 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 ah. <laughs> Uh, uh, uh. It keeps going, but I'm not yeah. going to. I mean, uh, nine. Yeah, well. nine gets a lot of love too. I remember eight being really good, but I, I think that was just because I was a moody teenager at the time that I played eight. We're gonna have to put nine on the show so I can finally play through it. You never? No, nine is actually good. Nine's really good. I know my wife likes eight and nine a whole lot. Eight, I don't think it's good, but I want to play eight again. <laughs> it's actually a really good RPG. Just don't fight Ozma. It's a really good game. She would be very excited if we did eight. We're going to. It's just going to be a long one. That's, that's all. But it's going to happen. I 100% want to do more Final Fantasies on this show. It's just, I'm getting there. Yep, <laughs> we'll get there. Hey, well, I can actually, you're actually up for it, so. Yep. All right, and then the last group I'm going to read some questions from, from RPG Lovers Worldwide Unite, from Martin Villarreal. Yeah, this game sucked. <laughs> 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 I love how some people are like, fuck this game. Makes me happy. And from Brian Dirawanko. Got it when it was brand new. Played through it all once. Don't remember crap about story, characters, or anything about it in reality, which obviously says something for the story. I think the gameplay was kind of fun. I played again, but it appears I sold traded it, which again shows how much I enjoyed it overall. In the end, this game only really made me want to play the original game again. Uh-huh. Fact. <laughs> and from the RPG Lover Worldwide Unite page, the guy that runs this group, he said, I'm a Vincent Valentine fan, and I love it. I thought that was cool. And this one from Mark Bergsma. I vaguely remember it. I also remember the part playing as Kate Sith. Yep. <laughs> it does kind of stand out. This one's yeah. for Adam. Alan D. Torres. Can't recall the story. Game playing was fun, but super hated Invisible Walls. Definitely play it again. <laughs> God, they were so <laughs> bad. I didn't run into that many, I don't think. It, it, oh, it. <laughs> I, nothing, I, guess. I wasn't really searching for anything. I was just trying to get to the game. I think I pulled up the map enough to know where I could go to avoid that. It just like simple things like, like I said, trying to jump on a box or jump over a handrail or it, jump over a pipe when you have to crouch. Like it, <laughs> it. If you weren't jumping, you didn't encounter them that much because the game's pretty linear. But yeah, they they were pretty bad. <laughs> and last question that I'm going to read, if I can figure out how to pull back up the thing I just closed. All right, from Bruce Phillips, wasn't completely terrible for a Devil May Cry s RPG. <laughs> I'd rather have a Devil May Cry ripoff than a God of War ripoff. Yeah, I, I actually but fully agree could, with that. We could play the Ghost Rider game if we want one of those. 
<laughs> uh, for a PS2? Yeah. We could do the give it the Percy Jackson treatment. We could do the movie in the PS2 game. <laughs> yeah. The first movie was a Ghost Rider game. Yep, 2007. Yep. There's also yeah, the, a Blade PS2 game. You know I want to play that. <laughs> I know you do. <laughs> There's also a PS1 game. I don't want to go near that, but I want to play the PS2 one. And an under, Underworld game that I don't think ever came out here. It didn't. It's there's I I found it, but it I yeah it didn't come out here. I'm pretty sure we talked about this on an earlier episode at some point, or maybe one that wasn't released. I don't know, but I know we yeah. have talked about it on air. Entirely possible. Underworld Internal War is the game that you're talking about. It looks bad. We should probably play yeah, sure. it. Yeah, we can play it. <laughs> it only came out in Europe. Yeah, there you go. That won't stop us. All right, let's go to shelf stack or box. I don't think anything else we need to say about this game other than that. What the hell is a stack? When did you start incorporating? Oh stacks? man, that must have been on a minute. <laughs> Every few months when we started yeah, the season. started this season. Oh, so it, yeah. is a stack yeah. like in between? Yes. Okay. Yeah. It's oh, the okay. gray area. Show, but you don't really want a box. You might come back to it, so you want it in the stack that you're gonna replay. <laughs> I got you. Okay. And Mike, why don't you go first? So as we've said, I ignored the story in this. I think is the the best term for that. So I'm gonna I'm gonna try and rate this by my license game standards. So taking Final Fantasy completely out of it, just looking at it as a third-person shooter, it's fine. Like, it does some cool things. I wish it did some more with the gun customization and the guns themselves. It's kind of a bummer that you get a pistol, a rifle, and a sub and a machine gun, and that's it. I would have liked maybe something that explodes in a shotgun or whatever. That being said, it's not a bad game. It definitely goes on too long, and the enemy variety is non-existent. But as I replied to that comment that Mike read earlier, so I don't know that the game is trash per se, but it's definitely giving off a bad enough smell that if it was food, you would probably think twice about eating it. <laughs> so I am going to put it in the stack, though, because I might go back and finish it. I at least want to try and get the ultimate weapon sometime. I think that would be fun to do, but it's not bad enough that I would condemn it to the box, but it's definitely not good enough that I would put it on the shelf. This is why we have that gray area now. Yeah, I like that. How about you, Adam? I thoroughly enjoyed my time with it. I had a lot of fun besides invisible walls and getting <laughs> used to ancient style controls. The story, I, I'm i already forgetting. I thought I was going to remember much more than I did, and I beat this game this morning. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I played it. You know, more Vincent Valentine. It, anything you slap Final Fantasy VII on it and give me a few references, I'm going to try it out and play it. So that being said, though, it, it's the box. I, I'll never play this game again. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I'm in. I'm in. I actually, I mean, I enjoyed this game. I liked it. But it's going in the box. I have no desire to replay this game. I'm not going to probably talk about this game. I'm not going to recommend this game to people. I mean, sure, it's a cool game, but it's not re-released anywhere. So you can't play it on modern hardware. You can't. Only one way to play it, unless you're going to go buy an old PS2 copy. And it's not, I mean, and you need a decent PC to run it, too. Like, that's, so this is not something that I, that I I'm glad I played it, and I've beaten it twice now in, <laughs> since it came out in 2006, and I'm, I'm good. I can wait another 15 years before I play this game again. So, the takeaway from this, listeners, is that the person that ignored the story gave it the highest rating. <laughs> so, make, make of that what you will. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I sing its praise, but, you know, for me, it, it, I'm done with it. If you're not big in FF7, there's nothing here for you, really. I mean, sure, it's a it's a it's a decent third person shooter, yeah. but the point of it is that it's a sequel to FF7. But also, you don't 
it ends kind of on a cliffhanger. Well, not really a cliffhanger, but it ends with the, you know, a stinger for a sequel that you're never going to get. And it's just, I mean, I guess maybe I just don't care about the seven anymore. And the, the third person shooter thinks that it does well. Other games do better. So binary domain. No, <laughs> nope. Shadow the Hedgehog. This game had more enemy variety than binary domain. Oh, Jesus, really? <laughs> yeah, okay, it's probably, yeah. it's probably it's probably pretty even actually. Yeah, Binary Domain had more, but you're close to it. What game did you just shout out, Adam? I missed Shadow, it. Shadow Shadow the Hedgehog. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, it's I gonna happen don't know sometimes. How much I've been tempted to put that on the show since I started the show. It's a third person Sonic shooter. I know yeah. and I really want to replay it. I played it when it came when I bought it sometime back when it came out and I never got far. And I always told myself I'm gonna come back to this game. I'm gonna come back to this game, and I haven't yet. So My only would, experience with that game is Brutal Moose's review that he did on it, so I would I would try it. This is a live action Shadow of the Hedgehog. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> you got it's the Netflix the Hedgehog. Oh jeez. All right. I mean, I I kind of thought that we would all kind of none of us would be super happy with this game just because. Yeah. I mean, I was I was happy I played it, but and I had fun with it, but that, I, it really stops about there. It harkens back to Square's trying different things like they did in the PS1 era where we got stuff like Einhander and Ergies or whatever that fighting game. However you pronounce that shit. There you go. Whatever. But it's cool that they try different things. They just don't always pan out. I wish yeah. I knew more about Einhander. That's one of the ones I never have. I don't, I don't have any anything of. Einhander is a R-type side scroll, like airplane side scroller shooter. It's which was really hard. Because cool. you could like destroy robots and like take their Gatling guns and stuff and like mm-hmm. upgrade on the fly. It was really cool. I remember yep. I had a demo for it and I played the hell out of it and then I bought the game and I was like, oh, this game's hard. <laughs> it's, it's very hard. It's always been on my list to someday play it for the show too. I someday. really have a thing for Squaresoft. I don't think I haven't <laughs> really went into yet on the show. I haven't really gotten there, but I love Squaresoft back in the day. Yeah. I think you're giving some of that for the during the Chrono Trigger episode. Probably gave some, but we haven't really played a lot of them. Like there are so many Squaresoft games, and I've stayed away from them. Oh, like the bouncer. That's that still hasn't happened yet. <laughs> oh, one of my other gripes. This is a Final Fantasy game, and there's no Cactar in here to be seen at all. It's rude. That, that, that's my always my favorite little thing is trying to find the Cactars. Is there even a Chocobo outside of that mention? No, it was only at one time, I believe. Yeah, even Mystic Quest had a chocobo in it. Jeez, I'm keeping my mouth shut on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have t-balled that one for you. Oh man, Mystic Quest, one of the best Final Fantasy games. Oh. Ooh, <laughs> oh, it's a I fun game. It's not one of the best. Final I love Fantasy Mystic games. Quest. Whew. Yeah, no, I'm just looking through Squaresoft list of games, and yeah, we're definitely going to play more of them at some point. Queued up. <laughs> There's just a lot of them are long, so that's why I've stayed away from them. Yeah, but. It's going to happen. Like at some point, I'm going to make us play Soccer Frontier now that it's getting re-released. Parasite Eve, we're going to finish off that trilogy. I'm excited. Sorts. I'm excited to finally see the end of that. It's better than two. <laughs> you can't get worse than two, okay? You just can't. Wait, wait, wait. They had something to do with Bomberman 64, the second attack. Oh, okay. Oh, my introduce what we're talking about next week. This is your pick. Uh, next week, we're playing Super Giants, Super Giant Games Transistor. Which I'm excited for. It's that's a good, good game. That's, that's a real game. game. I mean, anything Super Giants ever put their name on is fantastic. Accurate. I've never played Pyre or Hades, but I played Bastion and I played Transistor now. So Hades is I I went down a deep hole about that about a <laughs> month ago and like was just like 
15 hours a day like just <laughs> over 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 empire is good it's just it's it's like a basketball game oh weird it, it's it, it's it's kind of weird but it's it, it's super giant so once you get the hang of it it's fantastic i know nothing outside of pyre other than super giant made it and the name is pyre yeah it, it's like a little sports style game it, it's you'd have i you'd have to play it to understand it Interesting. Yeah, that made have yeah, that kind of confused us. I'm pretty sure. You said sports. My brain tried to click off. I'm like, wait, wait, wait hear him out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's done in a way where it doesn't feel like sports. There you go. How about that? It's a new sports game. Good, good, good. My interest went down, but I'll, I'll try someday. Hey, I, I want to play Bastion now for the show after we after we do Transistor someday. Apparently, Pyre was nominated for best RPG from Polygon, so or somewhat somewhere. So now I'm even more confused. So we're going to have to check that out. <laughs> You'll understand when you play it. Okay. <laughs> All right. And I want to, Adam, you want to give a shout out to your podcast? Talk games to Bubblegum, where we do, you know, we talk about games and, and we do a lot of lists and uh, we have fun. And that's really all I got. You should just check us out and, and just hear what we're about. How about that? I okay. like lists. <laughs> I know you do. <laughs> Uh, I'll we'll do yeah we the list episode should have came out already at yeah it'll be out by now or nice. close to it no yeah it'd already be out by now mm-hmm. definitely go listen to that top ten handheld games for me Mike and Adam yeah, Adam's on that one too same yeah. crew I'm trying, to, I'm trying to think what else I want to say like I'm like who do I want to say stuff? I'm like <laughs> my brain just not working right now episode's right, not long if, enough <laughs> you got to give credits to the guy that does your music I know that much. I know that too. I don't know if okay, I was trying to think I want to plug any other episodes that this would relate to if you like Final Fantasy. But then I'm like, oh wait, we haven't covered this is the first Final Fantasy game we ever covered on the show. Oh my god. It's Dirge of Cerberus. <laughs> Hell away to break the ice. I know. Wow. Of all the Final Fantasy games to pick, we pick, we start with Dirt Final Fantasy Dirge of Cerberus Final Fantasy Seven. Next we're gonna do Final Fantasy Adventure that's not a Final Fantasy game, and then Final Fantasy Legend, which is also not a Final Fantasy game. <laughs> <laughs> Dodge all the dodge all the actual games in the series. Well, six will come up at some point. We'll start with ten two. Uh, you can do the music one on the DS. I couldn't play that. Theater rhythm. Yeah, I have no rhythm. Apparently, I found out real fast. I heard playing that game. Oh yeah, me neither. So, all right, let's wrap up this episode because someone has to edit this later. Um, <laughs> first, I want to give a shout out to our awesome intro and outro, courtesy of Bobby, aka Mike Stoney from his EP Bite the Bullets, talking to cool kids. What if you enjoyed this episode? We got 111 other game sort of game episodes. We have minis, we got movies, we got comics. We are going to be MCU, and we should be releasing more sometime around the time you're hearing this. Civil War is coming out, so definitely go check all those out. Please go check out all our episodes. There's, I mean, if you go through the catalog, you will find something that you want to listen to. I guarantee it at this point. Yeah, because there's such a wide variety of crap that we covered. <laughs> there's got to be something that you'd be interested in if you're listening to this. But nothing else. Nothing else. Edgelord. Hey, we did cover Labyrinth. Does that fit in Edgelord? Maybe. I don't. Know. Ish. Ish. Okay. That's that's all I got. Please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and subscribe to me on YouTube. Please. I need. I'm getting close to my 100 YouTube subscribers to make my own custom URL. I'm close. Well, please go subscribe. It helps me out a lot. And please follow us on Twitter, too. I forgot to mention Twitter. And I think I need to stop talking. So we will see you guys all (laughs) next week. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.